What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Fast Track, formerly known as Pave the Way Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Helbeck, and on this show, you are gonna learn exactly how to be successful as a real estate investor. It doesn't matter if you're brand new or if you've done dozens and dozens of deals. This is a podcast you're gonna be able to listen to that's gonna give you actionable, specific advice on how to be successful within real estate investing. I'm gonna interview top-notch real estate investors each and every week, and there's also gonna be some content that is just gonna be me telling you exactly about my journey and how I've went from a broke kid starting out to a million-dollar real estate investor. So if you wanna learn how to be successful investing in real estate, this is the show to listen to, and I'm looking forward to being able to serve you at a high level. All right, Augie, welcome back to the show. This is our monthly series on how to be a very successful buy and hold investor. The first episode we covered was why cash flow doesn't matter, which was an amazing episode that people really loved. And if you haven't heard that episode, go back and, and watch that episode. Uh, and and this, the second episode, this is near and dear to my heart, or sorry, part two is near and dear to my heart because I've learned it from you and I've already implemented it. And I can tell you right now it is, and I know everyone says the word game changer, this is a game changer because when you think about the burr on steroids versus the regular burr, it will open your mind up to endless possibilities, right? Burr on steroids, man. Yeah. Burr on juice. Exactly. So let's get right into it. We keep these episodes, you know, 20, 25 minutes. We, we pack them with value. So what is the burr on steroids? Let's just get right into it. Uh, so everybody knows what the burr, the regular burr method is. Buy, recap, rent the property, refinance so you can get your money out and then repeat this, the process again so you can keep adding more and more properties with practically the same money that you put in, put the money in, get out. So the goal is to get as many rental properties with the same amount of cash. So great strategy. The problem, there's some problems with the, with the burr. And uh, that's why we decided to kind of, uh, I've been improving this since I bought my first property in 2016 for the last what, six, seven years trying to speed up the process and um, solve the problems. So here are the problems that I, I figure out um, that most investors have with the burr. First is, most of it is timing. So when you buy the property, you have to put a down payment to buy the property. Then you have to put additional money for repairs. So now you have a big chunk of cash put into the property. And then when you try to get this cash out, that happens through doing refinancing, cash out refinance. The problem was, and even now it's getting even worse, is the bank does not want to appraise the property at the current market value. They will only consider the purchase price as the value of the property for the first six months. And now since last month, that increased to one year. That is and a now, big problem. So now we're talking about you know the 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 best loans, Fannie Freddie conventional, DSCR. Some companies also um, would do, and they don't. They want seasoning, but most of them no don't. So the biggest problem is the seasoning. In order to to give a full market value, full appraisal value. The bank wants you to own the property at the moment for a minimum of one year. So this is how it works. You buy the property for 100000 You put down payment 30000 
and you have a private money loan for 70. Then you put 20,000 in repairs. Now you total in total price 120, personal cash out of you, 30,000 for down payment, 20,000 for repairs. You have 50,000 locked into this deal. Yep. The property is going to appraise for 200 immediately. So you do the repairs, you put a tenant in, you go on the second month to the bank and say, hey, I just bought this property. It's worth 200,000. I want to get do a cash out refi so I can get my money out and refi from this hard money loan that it's 12%. The bank says, okay, no problem. They come and see, oh, and the first thing they say, hey, um, yeah, the property's worth 200,000, but you have not owned the property for 12 months. So we're gonna have to use the purchase price as your value of the property, which means 100,000. And then from that purchase price, we can only do cash uh, refi up to 75 or 80% LTV loan to value, which means practically you're screwed. It cannot, it cannot get your money for a year. Fuck, at least. You have all this was six, now, yeah. So that's the biggest issue with, uh, with the BRRRR um, because it takes you longer now to get your money and it kind of slows you down to buy, the, buy more properties. So I was trying, I found a pro solution to this problem. So we can do this every month. So you don't have to wait. So you don't have to wait for a whole year. So that's why we called it the burn steroids because it's way, way faster. 100%. What is the solution? So the solution is to go away from the requirement that the bank wants seasoning. Bank wants you to own the property for one year. This is for a cash out refi we're speaking about. Yes. Yeah. For one year in order to do a cash out refi. So the solution is don't do cash out refi. Bingo. Change the cash out refi to a similar refi that <laughs> does not require seasoning. So we found that what type of refi we have to do in order to to be able to use the appraisal value the next day after the closing immediately. So the problem here is in order to use that particular refi, you have to, you can only refi what's called purchase money loan. And purchase money loan is everything that, um, any loan that you took at the time of the closing, not after, not later, like equity line of credit, seconds. No, at the time of the closing, anything that you took as a loan, later you can refi in that particular um, refi that we do. Yeah. So um, now that that's created a little more issues. So how, how to get a borrow 100% of everything you need for this property from the very beginning so you can create a purchase money loan. So it can refi later, and I think that that's that's how that's how we started with solving the problem. Um, so this is how we solved it. We have to borrow hundred percent of everything needed for this property: purchase price, rehab, closing costs, etc. Even the, even if you have to do down payment, 
Well, yeah, you could because you could go private money and do the whole thing, or you could do hard money, and then the gap is still part yeah. of the money. So, there's two scenarios. One is you have somebody that you can borrow the private money from. Your rich yeah. uncle trusts you, or your parents they want to help you out, and you go to them and say, "Listen, same scenario that with a hundred thousand. Hey, I have a hundred thousand dollar property that I'm going to buy. I'm going to put twenty thousand repairs, and it's going to be worth." 200,000, I'm going to refinance it next day in 30 days, and I will pay you back. Would you help me? Rich uncle says, no brainer. You're my favorite nephew, <laughs> nephew niece. I will help you out. And so you borrow um, not just the 100,000 that you're going to buy the property, but also you, you add the repairs on top. So you buy it for 100, but you borrow for 120. That's going to include the 20,000 repairs. So when we borrow 100% of everything, then we, that's how we create purchase money loan for 120,000. So you take the money, you buy the property, then you do the repairs pretty quickly, a couple weeks, then you find a tenant in the meantime, and then Within 30 days, probably you already have a tenant. You're ready to refi. You know. By the way, you don't. Uh, you don't. Why? You don't need to wait until the property is ready to start the refi process. You can start the refinance and start doing the paperwork. The only thing that you have to wait is the appraisal. appraisal. Yes. So once the property is done, has a tenant. I just did this. That's why I'm so excited because it's. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So now you have um, you you complete it, and then you have 120,000 one loan that took from the very beginning that included the purchase and the repairs. And then you go to the bank and says, listen, I have a loan, private money loan that I'd like to refinance with a regular conventional investment loan for 30 years fixed rate. The bank comes and says, okay, we're going to do an appraisal. Appraisal comes at 200,000. And the bank says, usually you're going to have to give us 25% down payment for an investment loan. But in this case, you already have more than 25% equity. So you don't have to give us anything. So they sent 120,000 to a title company for the refi, title company pays your uncle. Then you, you'd be coming with 120,000, 30 year fixed loan, amortization loan. And that it's either covers the, um, the, the rent covers the mortgage or even have some cash flow. And you own a property that you have given nothing out of yourself, no cash locked to the property. You have $80,000 of equity and it's cash flowing a couple hundred bucks. So then close it and you move to the next one. And this could be done within 60 days, 45 to 60 days. This is called the burr on steroids, my friends. So uh, this is you described that perfectly. I'm going to share with you, and I'm shameless plug. I'm a coaching student of yours, and I learned this from yours you know, from from you. This opened my mind up to endless possibilities and endless uh, amounts of wealth on the balance sheet. Right. So here's a legitimate example on me following Augie's process to the T, because this is going on in real time. You remember the property we talked about in Monroe, my hometown. I live yeah, mm -hmm. I, not in that neighborhood, but in it's in the same. Zip code, no, zip code. I buy this property from a motivate. So there's, and then after I share the story, I want to make some key points that people need to be aware of to do this successfully. So I bought the property for 140. 
I borrowed 160 from a private money investor. So I borrowed more than the purchase price. In this specific example, the property needed no repairs. It was perfect. The guy was ultra motivated to dump it. He just needed to get out of that property, right? He moved to Texas. So I bar bought the property for 140. I borrowed 160. And I knew the value of the property as is, because it didn't need any work, was 240. And the appraisal came in at 245. So it was worth more than I thought because I'm conservative with my numbers. So I buy the property, I get the money, I fund the deal. The day of closing, I put like 15 grand in my pocket, like straight, straight profit, like tax-free. You don't pay taxes on debt. Buy this thing. Immediately I called my my New York guy, my New York banker, mortgage banker guy. And I said, hey, I want to do a rate term refi. And would you, this is where it got like detailed and I it blew my mind because I was like very clear with him about what I was doing. I said, listen, I borrowed, I owe 160 on this house. My private investor is getting paid on a balloon payment and he has a six month minimum guarantee. So the payoff is going to be 169.9. Can you do the loan for the entire enchilada where I come to the table with no money? And he's like, as long as the appraisal comes in, in your favor, we can 100% do that because he's got a first mortgage on the property. That's all we're doing. You're not getting any cash from the deal. I already got the cash from the re from the purchase, right? But yeah. they didn't know that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just, I could have rehabbed the house for all I know. Anyway. Yeah, they uh, care for the payoff. And they as care far about as the payoff. That's all they care about. Equity for to cover the down payment in the LTV. Exactly. Fine. So he didn't give a shit. And uh, we're closing that refi loan either this week, well, probably next week at this point, it's already Thursday. But assuming it's going to go through, which it's a 99% chance the refi is going to go through, property got appraised for 245. He's going to flush me out completely of the deal in terms of my, you know, the first mortgage. I already rented the property. It's renting for 2000 a month. Uh, I think my PITI is like 1850. So it's $150 a month, give or take cash flow, which yeah. cash doesn't matter, hence the first episode. Yep. And I'm going to be able to fully execute this plan. And literally, I called my mortgage banker about a month ago, and we should be done, closed and funded in about, what, what's that, a week from now. So let's call it five-week cycle, right? I didn't have to rehab the property, so that obviously helped, but that wouldn't have mattered anyway, because I would have just taken another month. This strategy, here's the point of that, right? The point is this, that property is going to have whatever, 85, 90 grand of equity. Yep. It's going to make a cash flow. Even if it broke even, I, I don't give a shit because I got no, no money in the deal. And I was able to turn the velocity of that money, right? In 60 days versus 12 months. And this strategy is so freaking powerful. If you can just, because all you're doing is you're just- By the way, how much cash you have left in the deal? I no, I, I got paid zero. I got, oh, got paid, paid. fifteen grand. That's right, because you don't need any uh, repairs. You just practically paid yourself a, an assignment fee. An assignment fee, yeah. And the whole team so that's it. that's perfect, yeah. perfect strategy for My acquisitions. Sales. Guy made four grand on that deal, right? Like tax free. I mean, tax free. It's the same. I mean, he got paid from yeah. the company. But the point is, like, I the got bank paid, paid for everything. Money. It's the bank's money. The bank paid for the whole enchilada. So here are the critical components to this that I've, that I've realized, you know, especially learning from you. In a perfect world, you need to have private money. I mean, that is, if you can have private money instead of hard, you can do it with hard money. If you have private money, that is, regardless of what you're doing, that is the key to growing your flipping or rental business because that is like gas, like this gas for the, for the flame in a good way. Private money is key. If you build those relationships up, they are worth millions of dollars, literally. Second thing, 
is you need to be bankable, right? And we'll have a podcast on that because that's critical and that's a whole nother topic. I'm very bankable. Thank God. You're very bankable, right? You 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 want to be bankable because it makes you have no choice, man. Everybody's no listening. If you decide to to go into the buy and hold business, to buy investment properties, doesn't matter how much cash you have, at some point you're going to be forced to work with lenders in the banks. Have to. So yeah. you better start now, be bankable. So when you walk in into a bank, you can ask for a million dollars immediately and they're going to be happy to give They'll it to you. They'll be licking their lips to give you the money. And we, part of your coaching program is auditing the bankable, auditing your bankability, which in, was invaluable. We, we, we determined that with Raphael and he was like, you're squeaky clean. Pat, my guy said the same shit. He's like, you're squeaky clean, you know, credit. Yeah, moving, asset, operating the agreements. The whole, like yeah. The, the, yeah, the the partnership, the LLCs, moving yeah, the, the S corporations around. Yes. Golden. So you got to be bankable. You got to have private money and you need to buy the property at a discount. That is the critical, like that is the ultimate, ultimate, because if you can't get the property at about 70 cents on the dollar, you can't screw around with the refi because they're only going to give you a certain dollar amount on the appraised value. You could just the ROI will be different. It'll be low, lower. Yeah. It's, but it still makes sense. And this is oh, how yeah. I'm doing it on another one where it's it, I'm going to have to put some money into the deal, but I don't give a shit because it's a great deal. And it's it's a multi family. So if you have one hundred thousand dollars to invest in, in properties and yeah. the regular way requires you to put 20 percent down payment. Yes. If you use our strategy, the burn steroids and do only 10 percent down payment, then you're going to buy twice more properties, which is going to double your that. ROI with the same amount of cash. So it's just sp spread the risk in WROI. It's just have to go this particular way, which is perfectly, you know, not it, that it, hard. You it, just need to move, you know, all the little moving parts. Yeah. And once you do your first one, I will say the most, the, the most tedious part of this is not the rehab. It's not any of that shit. That's easy. It's well, easy, depending on who's your contractor, right? Uh <laughs> The biggest pain in the ass about this, and I can tell all the listeners right now, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, that's worth it. Getting a loan is a pain in the ass. I don't know. That's just a fact. Getting a mortgage is a pain. You got to submit a shitload of paperwork. They audit you. you it's just the whole thing. If you can be in these deals for no money or a little money, it's 10 times, it's it's 10x worth it. Like I, I hate getting mortgages, right? I hate it. And the first one's always the hardest one, right? And then after that, it gets easier because they have all your paperwork. It, that's yeah, the especially only thing, like, you're right. Yeah. If you use one particular lender that oh, you yeah. like, give them the paperwork once, and you're it done. just it's just an updating, updating, updating. Yeah, this strategy will change your life. I'm just I'm making that claim right here. I'm not a big claim kind of guy. This is the way to get rich in rental properties. This is the best strategy. I've done subject to. I've done owner financing. I've done all that stuff. I've done the regular burrs. This is the best strategy because of the velocity and your ability to do the rate and term refi versus the cash out refi like this alone here this if you just listen to this podcast and and implemented what we're sharing it will change the way you buy properties you'll be able to stack a lot more properties up sooner and the main thing that I love about and I'm so grateful that you shared this with me Augie is it changes your thinking you think about the whole yeah. higher evolution of business completely differently it's like you're a matrix you're in the matrix yeah everybody's talking about cash flow getting the 1% rule, uh, minimum 500 bucks a month. No, no, That's no, for no, the no. Dogs. That changed the, the last 20 years of, of the economy that the way the government's been handling everything, you have to change in order to make money. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so go ahead. I was going to say this, this burr on steroids, like literally is, um, is so freaking powerful. And it's just, it's such a good tool to use. So I, I also highly recommend this for everybody that even they have the cash. If you even have the cash to buy the property, you don't need your rich uncle, you don't need hard money. I still recommend you to borrow hundred percent. And this is how we solve the problem. I mean, we, we did it. So what we do is for you, same thing, we're creating a hard money company that you own. So we're putting it in a state that nobody can find out that you own it. So instead of buying the property outright cash, the same property, 100,000 that you were supposed to buy, but I'm, I'm in my uh, scenario and you need 20 for repairs, instead of coming up with 120, what you do is put the 120 into your um, hard money company that you control. That hard money company gives you a private money loan to you personally, and you record 120,000 purchase money loan. And then that's how you create purchase money loan with your own personal cash. You don't have to pay yourself interest. So a month later, same thing, you go refi, the banks puts a two year amortization, low interest rate loan. You pay yourself your hard money company, hard money company disperse the cash back to you and you're ready for the next one. So, so that's how you use your own cash, you know, and you don't, you don't even need hard money or private money. The same scenario actually works for people that don't have all the cash and don't have rich uncle. They have to go to a hard money guy. So let's say the hundred thousand dollars that you're buying, yeah. you need the hard money guy says, I'll give you 70. You have to come up with 30% down payment, which, which is 30,000. But if you do that, then you're going to have this money locked. You're not going to be able to get it cash out for 30 for probably a year. So what you do is you still create your own hard money company, put the down payment there and give yourself a second loan, second position loan that it's taken at the same time of the closing. So practically do 70, 30 and 70, 30 together makes the hundred percent purchase money loan that you're going to refi later. Actually, you don't give yourself loan for 30,000 plus the repairs, 20,000. So your hard money company gives you a second loan, second position loan for 50,000. And then you have 120 purchase money loan. So you get it done. And that's how you do it with mixture between your own cash and the hard money lender. So you can get it get out of it within two months and just repeat it again. 100%. So the same, the same 50,000 that you have, you can just recycle again and again and again. You, you can, can do it easily. So I would recommend somebody that's starting one property every six months. Somebody like you, one property every one or two months. That's that's our track. That's our run rate, man. We're do. I yeah. got two lined up right now, man. Just just and and that was. I'm glad you shared that other way to do it with the hard money, because the bank number one just cares about the first position. They just care about the payoff. The payoff could be the, the two liens, right? It's it's the same thing. They want they want um, purchase money loan. Purchase which money is loan. Purchase money loan could be 80, 20, 10, 80, 10, 10, 80, 20. It, it can be just it has to be taken at the time of purchasing the property. 
exactly. not afterwards. Exactly. So that's golden. And I'm going to, we'll wrap the show up with this, right? Cause I want to keep the show around 30 minutes. The I'm working on another one right now. It's that damn short sale that keeps, you know, keeps, you know, coming like it's, it's just the bank's a pain in the ass, but the perfect burr on steroids got the private money lender lined up. He's literally sitting there with his checkbook, ready to write the check. Right. Good friend of mine. Um, so private money's key. I got another one that I'm going to put together today. We're going to start to get the contract out. It's in New York. It's a multifamily two unit. Um, I'm going to have to put money into that deal because of the purchase price, which I'm okay with, but I already called the rate and term guy. I already got the hard, I'm going to use hard money on this one, most likely because of the financials make more sense because of the lower mm -hmm. interest rate. But the, the main point I'm trying to say is it opens your eyes up to doing this at scale, right? Versus like, oh, well, when I do my cash out refi in a year, I'll do the next one. Like this is like, boom, 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 boom. You start stacking these properties up and you look back and you go, holy shit, I got 10 properties with barely of my money in it. I got $2 million in equity. And I make, you know, three grand a month in cash flow and with that, whether I work or not. And don't forget the tax benefits. Oh, that's, that's a whole, that's, that's going to save paying podcast. taxes from all these wholesale deals that you do. That's dude, that freaking, the tax benefits alone saved me like at least 50 grand in taxes. Like legit Greg Hellbeck. So avoiding any, any yeah. wholesaler or fix and flipper, they absolutely must have rental properties. Otherwise you, you're paying too many you're, you're too much money in taxes getting smoked and we'll do another show on that so Augie, this has been extremely valuable for me to learn this from you i'm forever grateful for your coaching program and i genuinely mean that brother if people want to connect with you and they want to learn about how they can work with you what is the best way for them to reach out just find me on facebook or instagram just my name Augie penef o-g-g-i-e-p-e-n-e-v or just call me on myself um call me directly on my cell text me uh 602-405-8156 602-405-8156 just text me directly have a conversation let me see what you guys what you do how i can help if i can help um and then i i can i'm telling you uh, give me a wholesaler as like like you like like greg I, i'm gonna make you wealthy I'm going to make you're it. You're already doing it, buddy. <laughs> yes. You're already yes. doing it. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable, man. It's, I'm so grateful for, for our, you know, relationship and, and, you know, this coaching and whatnot and just being able to connect yeah. with you all the time. So have a great day. We'll end the show now. And um, yeah, reach out to Augie if you, you really want to learn how to do this at a high level. Thank you for listening to an episode of the Real Estate Investing Fast Track. I hope you got a lot of value from this specific episode. And there are a few takeaways that you're able to gather from this to implement in your business so you can be a more successful real estate investor. So if you did get value from the show, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes, it would really mean a lot to me. That's how we keep growing the show and getting great guests is because people see the reviews. They see that we have a high quality show and they want to contribute as a guest. So that would be great. Also, if you got value, if you could share the show on social media, that would be great because that is how people see this besides the reviews. So once again, if you did get value, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes and share the show on social media, it would really mean a lot to me and I'll see you on the next episode.